Welcome to Brews Rock. We're Chuck Mountain, a band nestled in the beautiful beer country of North Carolina. Each week, we pick brewers' minds about their brewing philosophy and pick up tricks to bring new life to your home brew. We played at countless breweries and decided it was about time to learn how to craft our own. Welcome back to Brews Rock, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of craft beer and the people behind it. Today, we're excited to share our interview with Stuart Barnhart, one of the owners of Fiddling Fish, a brewery located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Stuart shared with us the story behind Fiddling Fish's name, a combination of their love for fishing and music. But don't worry, we didn't let him off the hook that easily. We tried to get the inside scoop on his favorite fishing spots, and he even let us in on the secret that IPAs pair perfectly with fly fishing. But it's not all serious business at Fiddle and Fish. Stuart told us how their beer names are heavily influenced by music. And of course we couldn't resist talking about their new strain of yeast that produces the souring agent in their sours. Apparently it's not just paper wasps that can cause a buzz. So grab a cold one and join us as we dive into the world of craft beer and hear from one of the experts in the field. This is Bruise Rock. Do you want to introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your brewery? My name is Stuart Barnhart. I'm one of the owners of Fiddlin' Fish Brewing Company in downtown Winston. We opened in August of 2017, so we're going on six years. I'm originally from Winston, but went to school up in Virginia. I lived in Richmond for a few years before moving back down here. I actually started doing that with my uncle up in Richmond while I was living up there. So got into home brewing, went down a rabbit hole. I was working in finance and wanted to own my own business, and beer was only the only thing I really knew how to make. It's a good thing to know how to make. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to own a brewery. Oh, so. yeah. From a finance side, how did that affect your decision to go into like even brewing? It, yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, there's a lot more to, than brewing beer to running a brewery. I mean, a lot of people make really good beer, but the hard, not that brewing beer isn't hard, but one of the hard parts is making it into a successful business on that side of things, not just brewing really good beer. What brought you to Winston to like make this your location? I was born in Galax, but we moved to Winston-Salem whenever I was five. So I really grew up in Winston and my wife was born and raised in Winston as well. So we spent a few years in Richmond and then wanted to come home, start a family. Both of our parents still live here. So we've got extra sets of hands with the kids. Yeah, some babysitters. Yeah. Yes. And uh, actually moved back to Winston before deciding to do the brewery or even knowing that I wanted to do a brewery. So we were already here and we both love Winston. We think it's a great city and saw that there was a lot of room still for a new brewery in Winston. At that time, it was just Foothills, Hoots, Small Batch, and then us and Wiseman opened within, I think, a few months of each other. 
we were both building out at the same time. Were you in talks with them beforehand? What was that relationship like? Yeah, it was very good from the very beginning. We both had plans to come up here and I know that we thought that, I won't speak for them, but we definitely thought that having two breweries right next to each other was a positive instead of a negative, just to attract more people up to this area. You got a lot of walking traffic. Yeah. Especially being on the outer skirts of like downtown proper, Mm -hmm. having two close by, I mean, that people are going to go there. Okay, this beer is good. Let's go try this place. And Exactly. And I've seen, I used to work in Winston a few years ago and like seeing how much this area has developed has been really awesome. Yeah. I mean, you look at it now and there's giant apartment buildings going up around us. No, that was a produce warehouse. It's really grown a lot. In the maybe five blocks of here, there's at least three breweries that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all like share grain? Is it, it's like, Hey man, like if I run out of something, I can call that guy right down there. Oh yeah. It happens all the time. Call or get a call that, Hey, do you have a bag of this or bag of that? Yeah. Everybody's really, everybody, most people in this industry are really open and helpful. So pull up. Yeah. That's what's going to help the breweries. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, shifting back to Fiddle and Fish. How did it start? What was the moment where you're like, okay, it's going to be a brewery. Did you find a partner to open with? What was that whole process like? Yeah, so it's just me, my wife, and my first cousin are the three owners. So real family business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we kept it all within the family. I mean, you're just drinking on the porch, talking about doing it, and then finally wrote up the business plan, figured out the numbers, decided it would work, and pulled the trigger. I know that there's like a really cool story behind the name, so I don't want to say it, but do you want to tell everyone about the, how you settled on the name? As I mentioned earlier, I'm from Galax, Virginia, which is, you know, just an hour away up in the mountains. Got the new river and the Fiddler's Convention, which is, I think is the largest old time mountain music convention in the world. So grew up fishing and loving music, particularly bluegrass and having those roots Growing up around that, we just combined our love of fishing and music and married those ideas together and came up with what I think is a pretty cool logo, pretty unique logo. Yeah. I think we've got a pretty cool logo. I think some other people agree because I sell a lot of shirts and hats and try to always keep those fresh too. Yeah. Keep them rotating. Yeah. Trying to always do new designs or new colors. And I feel like we have a new hat like every month. Hey, but, people love hats. Yeah, stickers. Yeah. Hats have been a We got a lot seller. of cool stickers. And yeah, we, we go through a lot of those. Have you ever done collaborations with sporting companies or anything like that with the Fiddle and Fish name? Yeah. Um, so we've done collaborations with Pesca Muerta, who makes hats and shirts and belts and all kinds of things. So yeah, they've made some hats for us, as well as some sun shirts. The fish aspect, I dig it. They make fun of me all the time because I don't play many video games, but the only video game I play is Bassmaster 2022. (laughs) Where are your favorite places to fish around here? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because I want to know. Yeah, we want to write it. (laughs) (laughs) We want to on the same day. If you're there, we'll just keep driving. Yeah. I mean, I love the New River. The New River? Yeah, going up to eastern Tennessee as well. So do you mainly fly fish? I mainly watch my two small children and don't fish now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're almost to the age where they can get them out. And so planning to go a lot more. But yeah, I've, I prefer fly fishing, but love any kind of fishing. Which one of your beers is the best to drink while fly fishing? It's the hardest question we're going to ask all day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I generally like an IPA while I'm IPA. fly fishing, wading around. If I'm on a boat, I'll drink a bunch of the cools, the Appalachians. But... It's a good beer. 
Tell us about like that aspect coming into all the design and you do classes on tying flies and stuff like that. Yes, I mean, it's something we like to do. And so it's easy to kind of incorporate it. On the design, we do all that, all of our can labels in-house. So we've got somebody that does that for us here. And yeah, it's just all our personality. Honestly, we don't have to try to come up with what we think people are going to like. We're just going to do what we like and people seem yeah, to like it. Yeah. So we, we just kind of kept with that track. And my dad, he has a bottle shop down in Fuquay. And I remember the very first ones that came in were that fish cray and there's a double IPA. It was like tropical trout, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those were my introductions to your brewery. And I was like, I'm into this. And then I tried the raspberry current. Has that been your most successful beer? Um, so I mean, that one, that's our, definitely our most successful sour. I think that's been much smaller category yeah. than our IPAs. So that fish cray is really our best seller, biggest seller. But as far as the sours, that's definitely our best. What have been some of the biggest struggles you've had being a new brewery? What are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced? We were fortunately very successful from the beginning and grew a lot. The easiest answer to that question is COVID. Yeah. Uh, that really flipped everything on its head. But we probably, I don't know if we'd be in the same position we are today if that hadn't happened. We were just starting to dip our toes into canning some beer and didn't really have any plans to do a lot of that. I think we canned our first beer in November 2019, and then COVID shut us down three months later. Did you have a canning setup at that time? We were using a mobile canner. Okay. And so we pretty much took everything that was in a tank and put it in cans. I uh, even took some beer that was in kegs, put it back into tanks, and then put it in cans. So we quickly switched to a distribution-focused brewery. And, uh, you know, once COVID subsided, we kept the cans going, the packaging, and uh, now we've got our own canning line. Once COVID subsided, did you do less canning, or do you still have to, is the volume still the same? No, it definitely dropped off a little bit as people started going, back and out come back out yeah yeah not just drinking at home yeah but, like i guess we should have some here too yeah <laughs> but it didn't it didn't drop off much because we've continued to grow that as well with your new canning line here too is this a service that you're helping other people with or is it like this is only our brewery no it's just us right now cool i'm not saying we won't ever do that but our canning line's only been in place for about two months we're still super fresh is this like opening up a new job here? Do you have someone specifically in charge of this or is it just the team you have? Yeah, we just use the team we have. Cool. And, and you were using a mobile camera before. Did they help with like picking which machine and like helping set up? I mean, honestly, we use a couple of different mobile canners to oh, okay. like see what all the different equipment is and get yeah. from there. Also went to other breweries, talked Talk to, to them, them. Yeah. Checked out their equipment. Yeah. And we, you know, we like having control of everything Yeah, um, for our beer. So mm -hmm. being able to fully control every too. part of it from brewing to packaging is really nice do you distribute to like grocery stores or anything like that as well yeah our biggest grocery partner is Lowe's foods pretty much we distribute to them up to raleigh around the raleigh area and then um we're in harris teeters in winston and then a few other random grocery stores around the triad you have music a lot like we played here last year the hand in hand of music and beer it seems like that's a big philosophy behind your company has music really helped transform your company or is it just something that you enjoy and you want it to be around i would say both i mean it's it's definitely something we enjoy and want to be around do a few big events throughout the year as well like your day of the dead 
which is oh. shut down the parking lot and have, we've had Cosmic Charlie out the past few years and just have a full day of, of Grateful Dead. Yeah. And uh, we see a, a great response from it as well. You can see a lot of our beers are you know, Grateful Dead themed or so it all kind of fits together. Music and beer just go so well together that it's easy. As far as the IPA game, everybody has an IPA and the IPAs have gone crazy lately. Mm -hmm. What have you seen in that style specifically? What are big things that have changed for y'all since opening, trying to keep up with the trends? I feel like there's a new trend every so every every every, every, every few months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Since we've been open, you know, hazies became the big thing and then everybody was doing a brute IPA. Now there's Cold IPA. Oh, yeah. Um, black IPAs were a thing for a while. Black IPAs, white IPAs. But it seems to be trending back to the West Coast, mm. clean, not hazy. Yeah, Just, I keep seeing hazies, but then I also keep hearing people being like, yeah, I don't want another hazy. The pendulum seems to be moving back towards the, I would call them like a West Coast style mm. IPA. And then there's, uh, have you all done a beer to guard yet? We have not. That's one that we've seen a couple places now, but it's probably not the season for it now. Yeah. Not a, we don't really make too many of the kind of Belgian-y type beers just because we don't personally like them uh, or prefer them. We just don't find ourselves making many of them. How much does that play into the beers you make, like your personal taste? A lot. Yeah, I mean, we brew beers that we like to drink. That's good. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like yourself, yeah. Yeah. Brewing, if you don't like your own beer, who do you? Yeah, I feel like it's hard to brew something you don't like. Yeah, how do you know you got it right? Exactly, if you don't like that style. Yeah, this tastes terrible. I guess it's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do collaborate? I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen a collaboration from you guys with like any anybody else, like with a specific beer. Yeah, we've done several. I don't think we've done any two recently, but we've done a couple with Triple C down in Charlotte. I uh, did some with Salty Turtle. Oh, really? I love that brewery. We met them through the Brewers Conference. That's cool. Yeah, we've heard a lot about the conferences are must go to. If like you're in the brewing world, you got to go because you'll learn new things. But the networking aspects are yeah. huge. We talk about community a lot on this podcast, but here in downtown Winston, how has the community shaped the brewery through the years? You know, we do a lot of events with nonprofits to help raise money. When Billy Strings came to town, it was Doc mm. Watson's 100th birthday. So we did a fundraiser for the Governor Moorhead School where Doc Watson went. And uh, yeah, so we we're always doing things like that involving other community organizations. And then, um, you know, working closely with other breweries as well. We've talked to a lot of different people about different approaches to souring. But you do have your like barrels back here that you're aging. Are you just aging sours in these or are you aging like, stouts as well? We age stouts as well. Okay. We've got one of those on draft right now. It's in that single barrel, Stellum rye barrel. Oh, cool. This prickly pear one, what kind of barrel was it in? That was in a brandy barrel. Ooh. We learned about barrel brokers as well. I didn't even mm -hmm. know that was a thing. I was like, man, that's a great business. Yeah, this empty barrel, $10,000. It's like, <laughs> how do you source your barrels? Is it through a broker or? Most of it, most of the time it's through a broker. I mean, we also get them from the distillery next door. I was about to say, yeah. Distilling. Uh, we've aged it in there, and then that Stellum Rye barrel came from a, a bourbon club in Greensboro. Oh, they were just like, hey, here you yeah. go. Like, oh, do you guys really? want this to age something? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Dang. So when you make your sours, do you have, like, different sours in each one that you already have, like, pre-mixed, or do you blend? Generally, we've not blended. We don't have a huge sour program. 
We've just done some one-off barrel-aged sours. And how do you do your sours, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, we use a yeast that uh, produces lactic acid. It's called Lachancia. It's a wild yeast. It comes from, I think, paper wasps and bees. Oh, this is pretty new, though, right? This new yeast, like, that's got to be a game changer, too. What has it been like using that? Was it a, a learning curve? I mean, there's definitely a learning curve. Yeah, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I mean, any, any yeast is, there's, I feel like there's a learning curve with just... Are you doing that in a special tank or are you boiling it after? Is, do you still have to follow those like protocols? Uh, so, I mean, with this yeast, it's a little different because there's no bacteria involved. It's only the yeast creating the lactic acid. That's cool. Yeah. And so we don't have to worry about the bacterial side of things. That's what I would like. Okay. That's so it doesn't right. produce a lactobacillus that yeah. affects everything else. Exactly. And so um, it's really just like any other yeast that you wouldn't want cross-contaminating. So it's the same procedure for any other beer that we have. So then whenever you clean out your tanks, it just goes away. That's, exactly. That's, that's cool. The future. The future brewed. What's the like time range on that? Like, is it is it like a 30-day fermentation? Is it a quicker fermentation? Um, yeah, it's a little longer than an ale yeast. Probably about four weeks. Okay. We're really big on the Quebec yeast right now. That's one that's coming in that everybody's really into, but I feel like this is going to be a game changer for a lot of people, especially like smaller breweries that don't have offsite to do different types of sours. As far as your like recipes, are these like recipes that you are finding and changing or like, where do your recipes come from? They, I mean, they, they're pretty much all, you'd take the, the lagers, for example, we try to do those like true to style if we're doing a pilsner we're gonna look at what should like this kind of pilsner be and brew it true to that style and then you know the ipas you can kind of be all over the place yeah it's just being creative and trying different things seeing what works what doesn't so you said this this is a new space for you here yes is there any other plans of like expanding the like your brew area or like even the tap room like doing any more expansion or even like <laughs> we pretty much doubled our we added this warehouse next to us on 8th street and pretty much doubled our square footage with the building did you have to do a ton of renovations or was this kind of move-in ready no we did we replaced the roof and we've done a lot of renovations it was built in the 60s and it was an old garage and it was in pretty rough shape when we took it over. Water coming through the roof. and As you like. All sorts of things you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it nice and cleaned up. New roof and Probably good to go now. wiring, nice I'm assuming, for the... Yeah, everything. We pretty much stripped it down to its, its bones. And I would love to be there for the putting together of a brewery. Like, never gotten to do it yet. But one day, one day, I'll be there. I'll be like, just want to see it all come in. Because that's not easy work. There's are all like new things where like, oh, this is what goes into making beer. Because we didn't know, we had some sort of like idea of what brewing beer was before we started doing this. And now we're just like, wow, there's so much more to all of this. And like the business side too, like that's something that we're really excited to learn just because there's so much like going from distribution, tap room, like taxes, there's all kinds of like crazy things that people ABC laws, all the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the fun stuff. All the fun ABC stuff. laws and taxes. Every episode, the last thing we ask is, what is advice you would give to people who are either brewing beer at home and want to get better at it, or people that want to eventually open up a brewery? I mean, for people at home brewing, there's 
just so many resources out there that you can look up. I mean, I pretty much learned it all just by reading books and getting on Brewers Association. There, there's just a ton of resources online and in print that you can use. I'm sure YouTube now has a billion videos on how to do everything, but I learned by making a mistake and I mean, my first all grain recipe, I didn't even really know it was all grain. I just went with it, didn't have any of the right equipment and just trial and error. Then figuring out what I did wrong and building out my equipment from there. <laughs> if you're just brewing at home, I wouldn't recommend getting the full one barrel pilot system. You can do it with a cooler from Home Depot, a water cooler and a boil kettle. That's all it takes. Yeah. Let's, let's, go, let's hit the depot on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. This has been awesome. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us, showing us the space and awesome beers to drink along with it. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Bruce Rock. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Stuart Barnhart of Fiddle and Fish and learn more about their journey into the craft beer industry. And if you're in the Winston-Salem area, be sure to check out Fiddlin' Fish and try some of their delicious brews. And if you're a home brewer, take Stuart's advice and don't be afraid to experiment. Trial and error is a great teacher. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. And until next week, we'll see you out there. But before we go, we did just drop a brand new single called Moonshine. And just brewed a brand new beer called Chuck Shine to go along with it with Little Oblivion Brewing. So sit back, relax, and let us know what you think of the new song.